Butterflies all in my stomach. Why won't you go away? When you're around me, I feel like I just can't focus. Oh 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 Sunrise and we'll wait until it falls. I know there's days where you're not sure and you're upset. I'm here to make you feel much better than before. Wipe those tears away, don't let me see it happen. I swear when you're with me that you can start relaxing. This is how it is. You, my star in the sky, baby, you know it. I hope. This song makes you smile Star in the sky Baby, I mean it I hope you can see it I'll show you just why What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Gene the Genius. You're now tuned in to Nabra Talk. It is the most culture-shifting podcast on the planet. We discuss everything from pop culture to politics, music, local events, communities. Uh, we are one of the most game-changing podcasts on the rise. We've been away for a while, but it feels good to be back. Um, I don't have my co-host with me today. But we're still going to get this show going. Um, I have a few good topics to talk to you guys about. Unfortunately, you won't be able to uh, hear my co-host and what they have to say about these specific topics. But at least you'll hear me. At least you'll know what I have to say about them. So let's get the show going. But before I get into all that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that has been with us since season one all the way up until season six i want to i i guess you can count this as season six now season what would have been season six last year uh it kind of went a different direction that we really did not expect um but i'll tell you this much i love my team shout out to Saad. shout out to kemi shout out to may shout out to hussein i love everybody on this team uh, Nabra Talk would not be what it is today if it were not for the people that I've been doing um, these podcasts with. So I appreciate you guys. I can't wait till you guys come on um, our next episode so we can get the ball rolling. But let's jump right into it. First thing I want to talk about, key acknowledgments. New Jersey's very own musical artist, Art Magnus. Shout out to Art Magnus. It's my boy right there very intellectual very insightful guy he just released a new music video called hatori hanzo this music video was actually filmed by our very own videographer and cinematographer hussein now hatari is streaming on youtube so you make sure you guys go check it out right now um it's h-t-o-r-r-i-h-a-n-z-o follow art magnus at a-r-t-e m-a-g-n-u-s 95 on twitter and on instagram 
and go check that video out it has like a ninja type urban ninja theme to it it's pretty dope um it, uh, uh, and let's not even mention the actual song it's pretty fire so just giving some 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 support and big ups to art keep doing your, doing your thing by the way guys make sure you peep art and hussein they've been working together for about a couple of years now hussein has done a lot of arts uh visuals for his music and um if you ever if you're if you're an artist and you need somebody to do your um music videos or anything like that hit up hussein you can follow him on instagram at hulking h-u-l-k-i-n-g-h-u-s-s you can follow him on twitter as well hit him up let him know that you have a project of course he does charge but he has reasonable prices and he does do payment plans so if you're an artist and you want to do a music video hit up hussein he is a very very good uh videographer innocent cinematographer he i believe he's one of the best in new jersey and he's still on his way up let's move on to my genius of the week so you know it's 2019 oh, oh by the way happy new year happy new year to everybody um i didn't get a chance to say that 2019 Woo! so uh it's 2019 and um i'll be honest with you guys there hasn't been much um positivity being spread around um in the news as of late um i felt like all i see every time i go on social media is something that is very very uh hardening to read about to listen to whether it be the government shutdown um sexual allegations rape i mean i get it all of these things are important but when you read and listen and watch news on things like this every single day it kind of does something to your mental you forget there are other good things going on in the world that you feel like there at, the, at some point you feel like there isn't any good going on in the world so this is why i felt like i had to bring genius of the you know i used to do genius back in back at Kane university i used to do genius of the week but we're gonna do genius of the month for uh for the time being um genius of the week forces me to go look out for positive things that are happening whether it be in our community in our culture or anything like that and i'll be honest with you it took me a while to find something good that happened this month i'm sure there's been a lot of good that's been happening but it's been overshadowed by so much of the um the negative news that we've been seeing um that we've been seeing so my my genius of the of the month goes to Gillette's latest ad. Uh, if you guys don't know, Gillette is a men's shaving company. They make blades, razors, and everything like that. Just in case you guys don't know who Gillette is, yes, there are people out there who do not know who Gillette is or what they do, what they produce. So, I you know I know there's some people. Oh my God, you don't know Gillette? Where have you been, bruh? is people out there who don't know Gillette. I'm just saying, okay? All right, cool. So, the, the uh their 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 phrase, their marketing phrase is the best a man can get. So, earlier this month Gillette re released an ad that focused on men's culture approach in society from toxic mas masculinity, sexual harassment, rape allegations, men holding other men accountable pretty much. So, the ad was very diverse. It was creative in its in its delivery and with the message. Now, there has been some backlash from certain groups of men, but I believe that particular group of men who are offended by Gillette's recent commercial may be hiding something and feel threatened by how times are changing when it comes to the subject of males in our society. So, pretty much Gillette their focus in this commercial was showing men like me and others that you have to take accountability for yourself you have to take accountability for your male friends and we're going to talk about that later on in this show um you have to understand how to respect women you are not 
um, there's no self entitlement when it comes to women in, in this society because I know there's a lot of men that feel entitled when they are dating a woman or when they have uh, when they take women out, whatever the case might be. Um, I to be honest with you, uh, I I see things like this on Twitter, like messages and threads, like this all the time. And to I I keep it one hundred with you. I did not know men really reveal themselves like this to women i didn't know that like i seen a conversation where uh a guy he was texting this girl and he said oh uh what did he say he said he like the conversation was pretty much like oh look let's be honest i'm just here to sleep with you i took you out etc cetera, etc cetera. she was like well i don't sleep with strangers you know she's basically i don't sleep with strangers he was like well you're 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 pretty beautiful for a big girl so i mean this like he was basically saying like since you big uh you're not really gonna get far in in as far as as far as finding a guy so you might as well sleep with me i was like yo in my head i'm like how do you like what makes you even say that okay you may think that by all means you have every right to think whatever you want to think it's your mind go ahead but to actually tell somebody that you have to have a there's a different level of ruthless and a sense of humanity like you have no sense of humanity to tell somebody that and this is what Gillette is trying to you know push like stop with this nonsense this is what they're they've been with Gillette this is part of their message right there that whole entitlement like oh because I like you because I've done this for you you need to give me this sex is not a trade <laughs> well to some people it is but in 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 a regular circumstance it's not a trade offer like okay if you do this for me i'll give that up for you and i think some men need to understand that it doesn't work that way to some in some chances you might you might get lucky where you're like okay i'm gonna take her out i'm gonna say these magic words and voila this is gonna happen you know she got to be pretty much an airhead in order for that for for the for the dots to connect in that circumstance another thing the whole sexual allegations and rape that's a very tough touchy subject but i want to talk about it right so men like to victim blame women when it comes to rape right uh and there's some women who like to victim blame too uh hey listen i and i will be very honest with you Although I don't like to victim blame, I also understand where the person who's victim blaming is coming from does not mean they are they are correct, but I completely understand. Now, as a guy, you cannot victim blame somebody for getting raped. One, you're not a woman, so you can't say, oh, uh it's because you were wearing this it's because you were wearing that short skirt that's why you got raped i hope people i hope one day men in this country understand there are women in the middle east who are covered from head literally head to toe and they are still raped so it has nothing to do with what you're wearing rape is not about clothes and revealing of self the man who rapes you again it's about entitlement and power rape is not about sexual pleasure rape is about power over you because once the rapist rapes once they've committed that act the victim now feels like they are the reason to the point now now they're belittled could you imagine having somebody force themselves in you and then they feel like it's their fault because they use the term what's the word i'm looking for to make it sound appropriate because they're stimulating just because the person's stimulating does not mean they're enjoying it. That's just the body reacting to that. So now the person who's been raped feels like they are 
they are the reason. So it was like because my body reacted to it, they thought I was I was, I liked it, which is why they kept going. No, they kept going because they want to remind you. They want to remind you, I own you now. Rape is about power, not sexual pleasure. You guys need to understand that. Kids do not wear clothes that appear to be um, out of line for their age majority of the time. But yet they're still sexually assaulted and raped. How is that? You mean to tell me a five-year-old is going to wear a short skirt? The five-year-olds who get raped don't wear short skirts. The seven-year-olds that get molested aren't in bras and panties. They're wearing regular clothes, so it's not the victim's fault. And this is what Gillette is trying to tell y'all. Take accountability for your actions. Know when to draw the line. When a woman says no, it's no. She has every right to reject you because she's a human. It's the thing. There's a lot of men out there that treat women like an like a, a prize before a human. And if they don't get that prize, they're very upset. So shout out to Gillette. They get my genius of the month. We're going to move to my side note. This is my first topic of the night or the day, whatever you want to call it. And it goes back to accountability. Should we hold our friends who are deadbeat parents accountable? Let's talk about the men first, because that's the biggest pool of people who aren't in their child's life. There's more men who are not in their child's lives than there are of women who aren't, right? So let's talk about the men. Guys, if your homie has a child, you're aware of it, you know that they, they, they don't get along with their baby mother or their ex-wife, whatever the case might be. Do you, and they're not involved in their child's life, like, you, let's say you see your boy, you like, oh, how's your, let's say a conversation goes, hey, what's up, bro? How's Sandy, how's Sandy doing? Or how's Susie doing? And they say, I don't know. I ain't see her in three months. Is it A, okay, cool? Or B, why not? And after the why not, do you go into explaining to them why that is a big problem i'll give you my honest response gene like today today it depends on the level of friendship but we're gonna talk about close friends let's be let's, let's say these are close friends of yours if you're a close friend of mine and you tell me you haven't seen your daughter in three months i'm gonna ask you why what's up I don't know, man. Uh, her, her, my baby mother not trying to let me see her. Oh, your baby mother is not letting you see your daughter. Sound like a to me, and I talking about the baby mother. Any man that lets another human being stop them from seeing their daughter—that's the excuse you use to cover up the fact that. You don't really want to put any effort to see your daughter. Because if you really wanted to see your daughter, you'd go and see your daughter. Trust me. But what you're doing is, well, I have a good, a, what you're doing is you're putting in your head, it's a legitimate reason. My, baby's, my baby mother's not letting me see them. Nah, homie. Mm-mm. You don't really want to see them. Now, what would I tell my homie? Bro, you need to see your daughter. Do you want to know why? Because your baby mother, there's a possibility she'll be putting another man in her life. When your baby mother is out there dating other men, your daughter's going to be seeing that and she's going to assume they're her father. 
And trust me, it's not going to be just one. So you need to understand that the reason why you need to see your daughter or your son more so than often is to make sure they know who their real father is, even though your baby mother is out and about. And that's where the problem lies. The father refuses to see the child. The child does not know who the father is. Now, because the child does not know who the father is, they assume every single male that comes into the house who's dating mommy is the father, and it's not. You may find one good dude every now and then. It might last three months. It might last six months. It might last a year. What happens when he leaves? The kid gets attached. He's gone. Next, another guy comes in. It might last six months. Oh, let's not forget why it's also dangerous and not the best idea to bring in multiple people in your house when you have young children. You don't want to date so many people. I don't care if it's your life. You do whatever you want. That's cool. But you got to understand when you have a child. The, the game has changed. Your focus is the child. Your focus is not your love life anymore because the men who are dating you, they're not focused on your love life. You need to focus on your child because the last thing a child needs to see is men coming in and out of the house every now and then. You don't want to confuse the child. I'm a I'll even tell you this. I had a conversation with my mother. So I, just to let y'all know that I'm I'm not just I'm not just I'm not just saying anything. I had a conversation with my mother and she was telling me why she never remarried or you know, she said, "I have a daughter. You have a younger sister." The last thing I needed was a man alone a, a man who is not my daughter's father alone in the house with my daughter because that gives a chance for rape beatings and manipulation she knew she was better off raising us alone than to be than to go out and hope to find another man to raise us with her it's not easy i know but you have to understand there's a risk a high risk whenever you bring in another person in your household who is not biologically yours, your child's parents. They don't give a damn. Let's say your daughter's 13 years old. Your boyfriend, he's not even married to you. your boyfriend's chilling in the house because you let him chill in the house. You at work. Your daughter, it's a weekend, it's Saturday. Your daughter getting ready to go out with her friends. You don't know this guy. He's your boyfriend. Y'all don't belong to each other. Y'all not married. You don't know what his intentions are. But because you have a good heart. Because you trust him. You put your daughter in danger. And this is why, fellas, you need to stay in your kids' lives. Because although you believe she'll find another guy, trust me, your daughter and your son will find another dad and another one and another one and another one until they grow up and they continue to cycle. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they find somebody, they find some sense and realize this ain't right. Because it's not. 
you have to do your best to stay in your child's life regardless of what your baby mother thinks if she if your baby mother doesn't refuses to let you see your own child your seed you need to take her behind the court it's that simple you can settle it just like that as long as you got the receipts you got the text messages that say oh that that were you asking and she's denying you got the phone calls Whatever it is, the DMs on Instagram, all of that. You bring that to court, believe me, you will have time to see your daughter. Make sure you calling, you speaking. Yo, if you're a parent, it's not a once a week type thing. You need to be calling your daughter every, you need to be calling your child every single night if you don't live with them. You call them every morning. Yo, I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference they'll know who their father is even if mom is dating guys or dad is dating women they'll know who their parents is if you call them every night for five minutes and every morning for five minutes good morning how you doing today you going to school good have a good day at school i'm gonna talk to you later those things matter it goes a long way so if i was if i was that friend and my friend told me they haven't seen their daughter. I, I would tell him. I would tell him or her. Yo. I know you're not seeing your child, your, 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 your child right now, but I guarantee you there's been at least two who's, who's seen them already. And that you don't want. Because by the time they turn 18, they don't want to they don't want nothing to do with you no more. Because this guy, he's been feeding her. Or him. Or this lady. She's been taking care of him. She's mommy now. The last thing you want next to your name as a man is deadbeat. But somebody will say, isn't that family business? I don't want to get into somebody's business, etc., etc. Once it has something to do with the child, forget family business, dog. This is a future life we're talking about you're my homeboy you're close enough to be my family you might as well be my brother that's like saying oh my brother don't see his his daughter i don't that ain't my business no it is your business because that's your niece that's your niece okay that's your niece so if your brother ain't seen you if your brother ain't seen your daughter how you seen your niece so you don't see your niece either because your brother don't even see his own daughter Right? Exactly. If you don't go and see your child every so often, if you don't call them every day, somebody else is going to take your place. And sometimes it's not the sweetest thing. Somebody else is going to take your place and damage your child. That's what you got to think about. The last thing you want it's for your child not to trust you. Your own seed not to trust you. I can't be friends with somebody who does this. Because you're going to hear about it every single time I'm with you. Have you seen your daughter? Have you seen your son? No? Well, don't hit me up until you see your own daughter. How you see me more than you see your daughter or your son? How how you see your own homeboy more than you see your own seed? Ask yourself that. Because if that's the case, you're doing something wrong. Call them. FaceTime them. We got iPhones now. Do pop-ups. Take them out to breakfast before school. Don't wait till Christmas to buy them gifts. Go to basketball games with them. Sign them up for sports. Sign them up for extracurricular activities. Buy them books that they like to read. There's a lot of ways you can be in your child's life if you don't live with them because of relationship issues. But you have to put in the effort. It's so easy to come up with excuses. Nah, 
Because my baby mama tripping. No, bro. You're tripping. You're tripping. Let's jump into R. Kelly. It was New Year's. Right? And two days later, two or three days later, we get a docuseries on Lifetime for R. Kelly. And my reaction was, why? This is, to me, this was random because I'm like, R. Kelly's not even in the news. I haven't heard about R. Kelly in a long time. So it, it, it shocked me. Now, the Lifetime docuseries is six parts. It's called Surviving R. Kelly. This is where family, victims, and other artists in the industry, they spoke out on R. Kelly's past behaviors and relationships with teenage girls. Since then, there's been an uproar against R. Kelly, new allegations against other artists in the industry, and so many questions about rape culture, pedophilia, and grown men preying on young women. Now, my only thing, my only issue is they crucified this man successfully right they crucified him successfully i tweeted i don't see docuseries for harvey weinstein does that mean i'm defending r kelly absolutely not because i do believe he's done some very foul and nasty crap he deserves this but guess who else deserves this guess who else deserves this kind of heat harvey weinstein and so does the guy who played in uh game uh house of cards i don't remember his name but you guys know who i'm talking about a lot of people in the industry deserve this but i only see it for this guy i got a little pushback on twitter i'm not i'm not twitter famous i don't want to be but the people i follow they were not too happy that i tweeted that but my thing is in their perspective their understanding i was trying to defend r kelly i wasn't i just want the same energy for all of the other sexual assaulters in the industry all the other pedophiles all the other rapists i want the same energy because for one it just looks like they're targeting one man just one while the others are at home chilling watching the docuseries for the same things that they've been doing too isn't that funny um and that's all i that's all i wanted i'm not defending this guy people say well it's not the same thing because these other guys they're not singers so you're telling me uh a producer in hollywood because he's a producer and not a singer, he can go out and commit sexual uh, crimes to women in Hollywood because he's not a singer. But the R&B singer who's targeting teenagers, who's having sex with teenagers, having sex cults, manipulating young teens. He can do all that and then get accused and crucified because he's a singer. But the other one, because he's not a singer, we don't have to do all that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call. I just I feel like Lifetime had an agenda towards R. Kelly personally. Because you got to remember, it's people who run these things. It's people who run these, uh, these, these, these organizations and, the, and all these programs. So who's to say there wasn't somebody in, in, in that industry, that specific industry, who has something against him? Yes, this docuseries raised awareness on pedophilia, rape culture, the Me Too movement. Which is not a bad thing because we have to be aware. 
So they used him as an example. But let's not forget about the others because they're still free. They're chilling right now. But here's the more important question. My question is, yes, he deserves jail time. He deserves all of that. But ask yourself this question. How did the girls even get to him? How did how were they able to meet him? How were they able to have the ability and the availability to link with R. Kelly? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess they don't have parents. Oh, please. Their parents knew what was going on. Why? Because it's R. Kelly. At that time, it's R. Kelly. All right, go ahead. It's R. Kelly. He was the biggest R&B singer for a long time. But let's not forget, R. Kelly was a transcending artist during his time. So when you find out your daughter wants to spend time with R. Kelly, go to backstage meetings and VIP sessions with him and you're a hip parent you're not turning it down but they didn't turn it down and and let me say this as a future parent believe me I've seen enough you got me up if you think my child guy or girl is going backstage with these celebrities because they'd be off i don't need my child hanging around uh r&b singers and rappers you can go to the concert but whatever the they doing in the in backstage that's their business and you ain't going back there what i'm getting at is these parents are just as accountable and should be criminalized just as much as R. Kelly is. Because they're the ones who know better. That's why they're parents. They're old enough to have kids. They're old enough to raise them. Where were they? That's my question. Because if it were up to me, and I guess that's why it's not up to me, but if it was up to me, I would find these parents. If if all of this was true, if they if it, all of this is true, I'm finding the parents for child endangerment. Your child was in a situation with an artist. They were sexually abused and all that, right? Where were you? Oh, you knew. You gave your child that of that 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 you gave your child the green light. So it's wrong, but you're okay with it. I would hold the parents accountable because if the parents knew better, those kids were not going to get to that point. There's no way those kids are getting from point A, R. Kelly's point B, parent is point A. If point A puts their foot down to say absolutely not, Shout out to the parents that know. Shout out to the parents that know how to put their foot down and set boundaries for their kids. Because I know a lot of parents out there, they don't know how to set boundaries. And I guess it's because their parents never set boundaries. Their parents never set guidelines and curfews. This is why kids are having kids in middle school and in high school. I blame the parents. I will always blame the parents to a certain degree. Especially when they're younger than 18. Because you still live in the parents' household. You ain't got no job. You don't pay no bills. You have no responsibilities. 
So at the end of the day, I'm finding the parents and I'm criminalizing them for putting their child in danger with somebody who clearly has a mental disorder. I'll leave it at that. Over the last few years, we've seen project neighborhoods in urban cities turn into some of the most well-established communities with brand new homes, apartments, shopping centers, and other local businesses available to people who live within those communities. Part of this developing process includes raising prices on current tenants to the point they have to move out because they cannot afford the new rent price. This forces a lot of families to commit actions like so. They have to move because while the apartment prices are rising, their income remains the same. Welcome to gentrification, ladies and gentlemen. We're seeing it all over. It's happening. Some of it, some of it is happening right beneath our noses. But wait, hold your horses. Hold your horses. I had a conversation with a uh, with this girl um, during the holiday season at a friend's Christmas party. She's from New York. She said that they're gentrifying her neighborhood, and she doesn't like it because the prices are going up. I understand her frustration. But then I asked her, is it, is it really that or you guys just can't keep up? People like to make this narrative like gentrification is always a bad thing. I feel like gentrification is a challenge, a good one. It's a reminder. It's a reminder for a lot of people in a lot of communities. See, a lot of people believe investors target low-income neighborhoods because they feel they want to get rid of them. No, man. They don't want to get rid of you. An investor doesn't drive down a block to say, hmm, let's see how we can get rid of these Negroes in this neighborhood or these poor families. They don't say that. They see a low impoverished community broken down uh apartments they see that and in their heads they see opportunity and a chance to turn the neighborhood around you just so happen to live in that so what do they do they pull their wallets out they go to the banks and go wherever they need to go legal courts whatever and they say and they say I would like to buy these buildings, these properties, because I'm going to turn them into uh, high-end apartments. And next to these high-end apartments, I'm going to open up a plaza. And in the plaza, I'm going to have X, Y, and Z, where people come and shop. It'll bring in jobs. I'm going to have to raise the rent. I want y'all to remember this the next time y'all say, y'all run this block. Y'all own this block. Remember that. You don't own nothing until you own something. You don't run anything. You can't hold the block down until the block is yours. Because those people, they come in. And I'll be honest with you. It's a project. Literally, it's a project. I'll be honest. If I saw a community with people who ain't doing much and a community looks like crap i'm coming in there i'm taking it over and i'm building it up whoever can't keep up you gotta move listen it sounds messed up it sounds very wrong it sounds evil it sounds like i don't give a damn you know what if i didn't give a damn i wouldn't even buy the properties there i just leave it like that I would drive right past and say, let them suffer. But what you guys have to understand is there's a risk 
for everything. What's the risk in gentrifying? Some people are going to lose their homes. That's the way it works. It's not personal. That's why I said, you guys just can't keep up. Now, I sound like some, I sound like some asshole rich person, and I'm not. But I'm just letting you know that's how it goes. How do you keep up? You get educated. Go to school. Learn a trade. Start a business. Save some money and buy some property. If they drive by and they see your your community being developed every time they go by it every month or every year, they're not going to really care to bother it anymore. But if I drive by a community every month or every year and it looks the same and I have millions in my account, guess what? I'm going to go. I'm like, yo, this place is dirt cheap. I can buy that building for 10 grand. I can buy that one. I can buy this property, this 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 vacant property for $25,000. You don't think I would? I put $25,000 down. I invest in it and I have a chance of getting 100 grand back. You don't think I'm going to you don't you think I'm not going to take that chance? You think I'm so you think I'm so worried about people losing out on their homes? The same time I'm building a resourceful community for those same people. But there's a lot of people who don't want to work. There's a lot of people who don't want to get educated. There's a lot of people who don't want to better themselves. Why should I care? Think about it. Gentrification is not against you all the time. Usually it's to help. But if you see that you're area is changing and it looks like it's gonna get expensive you better get on your so you're able to still live there because if they say if you're paying a thousand dollars for rent and they raise the rent up to two thousand dollars because the apartments are nicer guess what you might have some time so i'm letting you know pay attention if you want to stay and you see things are changing, pay attention. Give yourself some time. Get certified to get you a nice job to where you're able to afford to still live here. Because the chances of them re-renovating it again for the prices to go up are slim because they already renovated it. You have to move with the times. A lot of people in these communities refuse. And this is the world that we live in. If you don't want to move forward, you get left behind. And that's the whole concept of gentrification. Those who can keep up will keep up. They don't do it for all of y'all to move out. Just to bring in some people, the people that move in, they can afford it. It's just that simple. Now, don't get me wrong. I know it's very, very difficult for black people to move up in this world. But I'm going to tell you all right now, in 2019, in 2019, <laughs> in 2019, where you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, in this day and age, where you have all of these resources, it's hard for me to believe. I'll put it this way. It's hard for me to believe that a lot. Of, it's hard for me to believe that people don't have Internet. So if you have Internet, you have all the resources you need. You have the resources to figure out where you can go to school for the low. You have bro, you can go to certain colleges you can go to the libraries at certain colleges for free and learn there. You can get certified for $500, get you a little job for the time being, save some money, get certified to get you a decent job. $500 turns into 50 grand a year. 
Come on, people. There's ways to progress. You didn't have, we didn't, I'm telling you, our ancestors did not have these kind of resources 80 years ago. You have resources now to where you can keep up at a legitimate pace. You can keep up. You can move with the times. You got all you got all day to go viral on Twitter. You got all day to get likes on Instagram until it's time for them to say you got to move. Because we're raising the prices and they tell you you have to move because they know you can't afford it. Imagine telling your landlord, I ain't got to move. Because you got the bread or how about this? Imagine being the landlord because I know some 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 uh i know some apartment complexes they don't wait they don't give you a year they give you a month or two or three and they say it's gonna it'll be it'll be up a hundred dollars imagine being that landlord that gives their tenants that kind of space that kind of cushion to say rent will be going up 200 500 maybe a thousand dollars by next year you want to be the landlord one day not the tenant forever and that's where i stand for justification ladies and gentlemen i'm gene the genius you have been tuned into nabra talk the most culture shifting the greatest the most powerful podcast of the century of this generation Please tune in with us next time on Nabra Talk. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Gene the Genius. That's J-E-E-N-T-H-E-J-E-E-N-I-U-S. That's two E's. Gene the Genius. This has been another edition of Nabra Talk, and we are out of here.